Hello, and welcome to the Life in Balance podcast, where we hold space for each other in a crazy world. We share our ideas on how to find balance in one's life through yoga and all that comes with it. My name is Nicole, and I am here with my dear friend and co-host, Steph. Hello, Steph. Hello, Nicole. What's France like today? Oh, it's dreary and rainy and not terribly pleasant, but I feel as though I should not complain considering I believe that there's snow in the ground where you are. (laughs) Would that be correct? Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) And I feel like I'm in the winter honeymoon period where it's like, it's the first snowfall and it's so pretty and everything is beautiful. And then if you ask me in like March about (laughs) the snow, I'll be like, I need it to go away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, Again, I've lived I've lived here long enough that I don't have that much exposure to snow on a, you know, on a daily basis anymore, but I don't mind the cold temperatures if it's sunny out or at least like a little bit clear, but when it's dreary and damp and dark, that's I feel like where morale sort of starts to dissipate pretty quickly. There's a little bit of a dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have so bit. much. I have so much wool clothing on right now. You can't even imagine. I'm just like a cozy, like a cozy wool blanket right now. I love Sounds it. Like. I also forget. I mean, I know that you have a, a time difference. You're, it's your afternoon. It's my morning, mm. and it's probably getting dark for you now. Already. It is. It'll be dark yeah. in. It's kind of been dark all day, if I'm honest. But <laughs> it'll be dark in about half an hour. Which I have to say, in comparison to some other parts of Europe. You know, five o'clock seems like a relatively acceptable time for things to be dark at this time of year. But our friends up in Scotland or England or where have you, you know, that it gets dark at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I just, I, that's a whole other, that's a whole other problem, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unless you love being dark and wet and cold, in which case that is the place for you. Because there's so many people that love that, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, today we're, I'm excited for today's conversation because Mm. it's been one that we've kind of had sitting on the back burner, but it feels like a good time to talk about it as we are entering the holiday season, as we are starting to think about the year that has passed and also maybe considering what we want for 2021, even though pandemic will still likely be a very strong part of that. And you said something interesting today when we were just prepping to get on this call. You said, I want to talk about saying no. And, you know, the conversation that we've been wanting to have for a while now is around setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I think it's a great time to talk about this is the holiday season also can sometimes be this place where, you know, our boundary lines blur, particularly, you know, if you're spending more time with with family who you might not, although again, pandemic life, that could be very different right now. But just to start to have a conversation around what boundaries are in general, why they're helpful to set, and ways that we can set them in a way that honors who we are and our needs rather than um, something that is meant to block other people from us. Because I think for me, it took me a while to understand that boundaries aren't aren't bad and they're not meant to to put someone off in a way that that intentionally hurts them so I think we've talked before that we're both people pleasers in recovery and so how I used to feel about boundaries was like oh well 
if I say no to that, they're not going to like me or they're going to interpret that in a, in a way that I don't want them to. Or, you know, I would create this whole story about what me setting a boundary would do to them rather than thinking about what setting, setting a boundary will actually help me do. And through this yoga journey and through becoming a little bit more self-aware about my own needs and wants and desires and actively starting to choose to honor that in, you know, in relationships, in how I spend my time, in the things that I do. And so I think it would be really cool if we could chat a little bit about what boundaries, what boundaries look like. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons it came up for me today was there was a time in our lives where when we didn't have smartphones and we didn't even have cell phones. And if you were not home and you missed a phone call, then you would eventually call that person back. And that person would either leave a message for you and you would either return their call immediately or you'd return it in a couple of days or what have you. And we just don't live in that world anymore where we can take that time to be doing, you know, a variety of other things and not waiting by the phone for someone to call and not feeling that anxiety that we feel if we miss a phone call or if we don't respond to someone's WhatsApp message or we don't get back to that email. And I don't know if, if, if it's a question of what life being slower versus a bit speedier now with, you know, the, with the introduction of technology. But I often just think if I don't respond to somebody, again, for whatever, for whatever reason and whatever platform I've been contacted, I only now in my sort of, you know, life journey, am I starting to realize that the outside and the people outside of me are not the ones dictating when I'm, where I get back to somebody or when and where mm. I do something. I get to decide that. And again, we'll talk a little bit about as we, as we discuss this topic about how, you know, the practice of yoga and meditation and, and, and such can help get to this place where we can take back that power to say, no, that doesn't serve me anymore. Or no, I'm busy I'm going to get back to that person later or I'm going to write that email next week or whatever whatever the case may be. We just live in a world that's so fast all the time and we have seen a bit of a slowness that crept up with, you know, with the global pandemic that we're facing right now. But I think for a lot of people, they would even argue I'm even online more and I'm even more available because I'm always at home or, you know, and you don't have that sort of um, freedom to, to spend your time as you want to. I'm so glad you got up, brought up the phone because I had an interesting experience last night where um, around six o'clock in the evening, my phone battery was like dismally low. And so I went to plug it in and I have my phone plugged in um, a different space. It's not near my bed or anything. And so I put it there to charge. And normally in the evening, I, I am still on my phone. I try to set a boundary for myself to like not be on it after nine o'clock. But that, <laughs> that boundary, I, I absolutely um, is soft and will kind of bend based on <laughs> my either willpower or, you know, what, what I'm interested in doing that evening. But I realized as I was going to bed last night that I hadn't actually picked up my phone since six o'clock in the evening, which 10 years ago, that, would, that wouldn't be crazy. But I felt really good, actually, to not have that urgent need to just 
you know, check one last time before bed or make sure that, um, that I got back to this person or that, you know, I checked this message. And it's so, it, to me, it just speaks to how, like, how blurred our boundaries have become in this day and age because we're so connected, because we're, there's an expectation of, of needing to be available all of the time because we can be available all the time. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what technology has offered us is that there is always a way to to be in touch. And but that's not necessarily something we've consciously chosen to say, well, yeah, I want to be available all the time or I want to be here all the time. So I think it's an interesting angle to look at when it comes to boundaries, because I'm sure that those boundaries, what might have been easier to do before a, a, a time in our lives where technology is so prevalent is now much more challenging to do. Absolutely. And I, and I think I think the technology discussion is an analogy for everything we want to talk about in relation to boundaries because it's so prominent in all of our lives. And so that's why I wanted to use it as an example. But boundaries doesn't necessarily just mean, you know, putting boundaries between us and our smartphone or us and our computers or iPads or whatever it may be. But also, I think... Again, this is going to sound like a negative, um, it's going to sound like it has negative connotations, but in truth, what I think would be interesting to discuss is having boundaries with people is not something that's negative. And for mm-hmm. people like you and I, who are <laughs> recovering people pleasers, I'm still very much in, I, I sort of dip in and out. I'm still, I'm still not quite in the um, recovering, recovered group. I'm definitely still in the recovering group um, category, but having boundaries with people doesn't mean cutting yourself off and it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean being selfish. And I think we think of having boundaries with other in our, in our relationships, whether professional personal or otherwise is something as a way of protecting ourselves or cutting ourselves off from others or putting up walls. But there's a huge amount of confidence and self-empowerment that comes from being able to say no. And I think that that becomes a little bit, I wouldn't say blurry and a bit more difficult to achieve when we are so connected all of the time from, through all of our different devices and through the world just becoming a bit of a smaller place. I don't know if you would agree with that statement or not. Yeah, I would totally agree. As you were talking as well, uh, it just made me realize that boundaries are multi-layered. So there are there are boundaries that are physical, like, yeah, don't pick up your phone if you don't want to be on your phone or don't be on the computer. There are boundaries that are emotional. So, you know, when you're in a situation and you know and you want to have the kind of emotional maturity to know how you want to respond and engage in that situation, setting a, an emotional boundary for yourself to say, like, you know, this is something that I'm, you know, I'm prepared to to do this, but not that. And that's, that's really just for you to determine based on your own emotional landscape. And then there's also energetic boundaries, which, which we've talked about, I think in season one, when we were talking about um, choosing your circle and how to create a social circle that matches up with your energy. Um, so I think it's helpful to think about boundaries as these kind of multi-layered things. And I like that you're you're pointing to it not being this like brick wall that goes up and and we're isolating ourselves from the outside world or from other people. Rather, we're determining 
how we want to move in the world based on the things that we want. And what came up for me as you were talking was that boundaries can definitely be like saying no. And in that moment that you're saying no to something, you're also saying yes to something else. Mm -hmm. So rather than thinking just that like, well, it's a no and I'm being negative or I'm shutting something down. What are you saying yes to in that no? So for example, if a friend says, you know, it's the end of the week and your friend reaches out to you and is like, hey, I'd really love to like have a, a big, deep conversation about my life situation right now. And, you know, you've had just a really big week and you don't have the, the brain space or the headspace to be able to hold space for that conversation, you know, for you to say no to that doesn't make you a bad friend. It's actually saying yes to honoring yourself in that situation and making sure that when you do say yes to that friend, that you're coming at it from a place where you can be the most supportive or engaged. So it's, you know, just shifting it from in the saying no, that a boundary that we assume a boundary is all about, there's actually equally a a part that you're saying yes to, which is interesting when we're talking about balance and yoga. It's that, you know, the two sides of the, the pendulum kind of balancing each other out where it's, it's not just a no, it's also a yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I just had a thought and it left my brain (laughs) because I thought that was really interesting. It's gone. A new one will come. A new one will come. That's, that's the nature of thoughts. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They just keep coming, don't they? Yep. (laughs) I'll ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When, when you're confronted with this, this idea of, a, of bo- a boundary and of actually like upholding a boundary for yourself, what kind of goes through your mind in that situation? Well, it's not an easy dialogue, I'll tell you, because <laughs> I immediately go to, well, I'm being selfish if I'm putting up boundaries. Mm. And I think beyond being a people pleaser, I... I, one of my values, so to speak, is I want to be needed and that makes me feel good. So for me, I end up pulling the boundaries down pretty easily for a variety of reasons. One, I like to feel needed, so I want to help people. Uh, two, I'm not somebody who's terribly guarded anyway, so I can easily divulge information um, you know, to someone in confidence, just to someone necessarily not in confidence. Um, so it has to, I actually always think back to, because I like history and I think a lot about the past and how life was um, versus, you know, versus today. I like to do those comparisons partly because it makes me feel better. I think human beings naturally think that if things are terrible now, like a global pandemic or, um, you know, Politically, things are a bit of a mess or, you know, countries are at war or such. We tend to think that we live in the worst possible time in history. And that's absolutely not true considering, you know, if we look back in history at all, it, 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 it can be, um, you know, it's quite, quite a challenging, um, human beings have gone through a lot of, a lot of challenging times. And so I, when I, when I am thinking about boundaries, I look back to the past. And again, that's where my comment about the, you know, old house phone came from in that human beings didn't always react this way. 
human beings didn't always have access to people at all the time and therefore they always people have people always have access to you you didn't give yourself away as much as you would now and so i tried to have that dialogue with myself and then i try and meet that halfway so i allow myself the kind of i don't want to say indulgence but it again it, as you mentioned it, these are hard really hard patterns and habits to break because we didn't even notice it happened. We didn't even realize that all of a sudden we were available all the time on our smartphones. We didn't even realize that, you know, we're a lot more open about talking about feelings and thoughts and, and you know, sharing kind of more intimate details about ourselves than we ever were in the past. And keeping a little bit of that, of that look to the past and to say, we're still human beings. We really, we haven't changed. Our DNA has not changed. Our, you know, we're still the same um, human, we just live in a different world. And so I remind myself that there was a time when, you know, boundaries look different than how boundaries look now. And then I try and meet myself kind of in the middle somewhere. Did that answer your question? <laughs> it did. And I love that you talked about habits and kind of unconscious patterns, because that's what is coming up for me is just realizing that boundaries only feel hard to set when we're changing a habit, you know, it's, it's only after prolonged exposure to something that was unconscious that we, we start to feel like, oh, I need to set a boundary around this, or we start to have the, the, I'm going to call them symptoms, but you know, the symptoms of a weak boundaries, which is, which is that um, feeling of anxiousness or needing to be connected all the time or not feeling like we're empowered to be able to speak our needs or, all of these things that kind of point to having having a need for stronger self-honoring boundaries, that initial decision to set the boundary and then the action that's required to, I'm going to use the word enforce, even though that feels really aggressive, um, but but it is something that you have to enforce at the, at, and that's going to be hard in the beginning because it's changing a habit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's changing what, you've been um, doing unconsciously into something that's conscious. And anytime we make a change like that, it's going to require more, more mental effort. It's also going to require more physical effort. Like our bodies quite literally go through a change where they need more sugar to actually do these new things. Mm -hmm. So it's helpful to remember that if boundaries feel hard to enforce, it will get easier with time and with practice. So being able to overcome that initial resistance to like, oh, this feels really big. Like I have to say no to this person or I'm going to do something differently. That if you can be with that process in a way that holds your awareness of the experience rather than letting it be something that just kind of happens on autopilot, then you can start to actually discern and decide like what boundaries are helpful, which ones aren't, you know, which, what do I need to say no to now? What might I say yes to later down the road? So I think it's important to remember that boundaries aren't this like fixed rigid thing Mm -hmm. that they do evolve and they do shift and adapt, especially as circumstances or the world around us, or we change in that world. Um, so being able to be present with where you're at now, to have the awareness, to recognize where 
you're feeling like a boundary is being crossed, whether that's a physical boundary, an emotional boundary, an energetic boundary. So starting to become sensitive to the signals in your body that tell you, I need, I need my own space. I need, I need some, some either physical space or emotional space to be with myself. Um, and then starting to adapt and bring in new habits that help support that boundary. And then, you know, as that becomes more natural to you, as it becomes a little bit easier to recognize in your day-to-day, it'll become easier to set new boundaries or to let old ones go. But I think just to remember that in that initial stage, it maybe feels a lot harder than than it will forever. And I, I think you're absolutely right. And that goes with anything that comes up when you start living a more conscious life and which is where you know this all ropes into yoga and meditation and becoming more mindful as soon as you sort of flip that page and and move into that space it's pretty difficult to go back and that's where that as you mentioned that sort of energetic work comes comes in and i'm sure there are lots of people in this world again who don't ask themselves questions about boundaries they think that they have what they need to protect themselves and they never question whether or not their boundaries are maybe being compromised or, um, or not. And I, I, I had a thought today, which kind of ropes into what we're discussing. And I think it's really interesting how we have become boundaryless in so many ways. And again, this comes back to, um, you know, the social media question and being connected through technology also, you know, being in a world that's, you know, globalized and we have such we have such a shared human experience in so many ways, again, through, you know, technology and how it's advanced the world. But you still, human beings, are, again, human beings are still human beings and you still hear so many people that have such difficulty talking about how they feel and telling the people in the world that they love how they feel. I was just thinking about that today and how, you know, I think we've come a long way. But you often hear stories, again, when I look to the past, you often hear stories about people saying, well, you know, my parents never said I love you. Or, you know, I've heard it once in my life. Or, you know, I never knew how that person felt about me. And why is it that those boundaries seem to be like so sticky? (laughs) (laughs) And yet we let people into our lives and they see absolutely everything about us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you know, every other social media platform imaginable, but yet we can't drop that boundary to say to that person, I love you, or this is how I feel, or you've hurt me or whatever it may be. I just find that such an interesting contradiction. Yeah. It's making me think about, you know, there's a vulnerability that comes from, you know, telling, talking about how you feel. And then there's the the filtered vol- vulnerability that comes with sharing mm. your life uh, on social media, for example. So it's like, you know, you, you get this little tiny window into the highlight reel. Um, and certainly, you know, people can still share hard things on social media, but even that is, is going to be curated to a certain extent. So I think it's a really interesting distinction, which, which I'm hearing is about connecting in with yourself and what you need and what you're perhaps not getting. And that's not to say that you have to get something from anyone else. I certainly wouldn't say that if you're setting a boundary with a friend, it's about them having to change for you. That's not it at all. Um, you have to decide for yourself what you're, what you want and what you're willing mm-hmm. to 
And whether or not the person is open to that or is closed off to that is kind of irrelevant. The point of a boundary is that you're doing it for yourself. It's not really done for another person. I mean, it's not selfish. No, and it's not selfish, right? Because and this is actually perfect. I was going to, I was going to ask if we can have a little conversation about what it feels like when a boundary is breached or what is it, you know, what are some of the feelings that come up and this might help maybe point to if someone's like, I don't know if I need boundaries or I don't know if I, if this is something that I'm confronted with. And so maybe if we can have a little chat about, yeah, what does it feel like when the, the lines are blurred and when perhaps we're, we're not, um, maintaining boundaries that help protect our needs. Mm. I think in many ways it's a question of stability and instability or balance or, you know, um, imbalance. And I think it's often, again, very subtle. And if you have never explored these questions, it wouldn't be something that necessarily came to some to, to someone naturally if one hadn't thought about it. Um, a bit like how we're talking about it now. Um, yeah, I guess the, fir- the first word that came to mind was instability and feeling likely a bit farther away from themselves because someone or something else has sort of stepped in its place. Mm. What about you? What would you say? Yeah, I like the idea of instability and as you said that what came up for me was it's kind of it feels almost like you're being pulled in different directions Mm. like it's like there's there's something pulling you one way and then something pulling you the other way and all of those things are actually pulling you away from yourself so not not feeling empowered to I don't want to say take control of a situation but feeling like there's a little bit of of, yeah yeah Mm. exactly Mm. I know for me too if boundary lines are blurry for me, I get really irritable. So if I, you know, I have some pretty clear boundaries around like sleep and food, which sounds really silly and simple, but I know like if I, if I haven't eaten, like let's say I've had a busy day and I haven't eaten a meal in a few hours, that is not a time to have a conversation with me about anything other than like very (laughs) surface level task-based things because if we, if it, if there's an emotional conversation that needs to happen, like I will, I will not be my best self. <laughs> um, so you know, just simple things like that, where I know I get I get kind of irritable. I also get irritable if if I don't keep up some kind of practice that keeps me connected to myself, whether that's mm. meditation, whether that's yoga. When I first started practicing yoga, it, it kind of became a joke with my husband and I. If I would go a couple of days without it. He would say this with love, but he would be like, I think you need to do some yoga. <laughs> and and that's like a really honest thing because even in that moment, I probably didn't realize that it was quite so important to me. But he could notice in myself that I was either getting irritable or or being really reactive or feeling really discouraged. Um, all of these kind of contracted feeling states that are just like really heavy and really everything feels feels hard and challenging. Whereas when I am honoring that I need to make sure that I have time to recharge on my own, then overall my my feeling state is lighter, is more spacious, is more patient, is more playful and fun. 
and that's a that's a great thing you know i think we would all love to be our best selves and if the ways that we can do that is by setting up some boundaries that allow for us to fill our own cups and to make sure that our needs are met so that we can better meet the needs of others. You know, they, I know we've talked about this, this idea of, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. Oh, I just love it. It's just yeah. So but it's so applicable here, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're letting all of these external influences come in and there's no boundaries around your needs, you're probably not going to be as helpful or as mm-hmm. engaging or as supportive to those things around you as you would be if you were if your oxygen mask was on first. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, again, I was just going to say, like, we can, I feel like that is like the perfect round, you know, rounding of this discussion. Feed yourself first, put on your oxygen mask first, you know, show up for yourself first so you can show up for other people. And again, people who love you and respect you will understand. And that mm-hmm. those anxieties that I certainly, you know, suffer from about feeling selfish or feeling, yeah, like I, I need to be on call for other people versus on call for myself. It's not doing anybody any favors. Um, and though and though I know that, and I'm sure lots of listeners will, will agree, it's, it's obviously a lot different in theory than in practice. But again, there's so many different things that we can do to you know, try and get to that place where boundaries become positive and saying no becomes empowerment versus something negative. Yeah, totally. And I actually love that you mentioned that, you know, the people who matter and the people who love you will support you. And for that to happen, it requires that you communicate that, you know, that you you have to set that standard. You can't expect someone to automatically know what you need. Um, so getting better and more comfortable with speaking what speaking your your needs Um, And having that trust to say, you know, you can even set it up as a conversation to say, this is hard for me to say, but I've realized that what I really need is X, Y, Z. And so for that, you know, I won't be able to do this or I'd ask that you you do that. And to, yeah, go in it with with a sense of clearing up that you will be um, better in that relationship or better in that environment when you are honoring yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> what a good talk. That time just flew by. <laughs> <laughs> Generally does when we're on the phone with each other. Yeah. Which is at least yeah. once a day. At least <laughs> once a day. Well, thank you so much, Steph, for yeah, taking thanks, the Nicole. time to talk about boundaries. And I look forward to our next conversation. Me too. I mean, I maybe I'll enjoy this one a little bit longer before I jump to the future, but <laughs> such is the yoga practice. Absolutely. <laughs> Again, harder to do in, in <laughs> practice and in theory. <laughs> yes, totally. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. <laughs>